This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you all the features for free. Those other radio programs want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give it away at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support the show, there are ways you can do it. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to see how. That's promote.freetalklive.com. There's a lot to talk about here tonight, including a story uh, from the Middle East, Mark, that is, according to you, absolutely appalling. Yeah, that's that's the term I'd use. Uh, we'll get to that, but we've got to get to your phone calls here first, because uh, the calls are what the show's about. You can take control of the airwaves. Let's start out with Severin listening in on the amp line. Severin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, guys. Severin, what's um, on your mind tonight? Well, last night... Um I had an encounter with the police. Uh, basically, what happened was uh, one of my friends is bipolar, and he had a little bit of an episode yesterday morning, and he broke a lot of the stuff in his house, uh, dishes and things like that. And uh, his roommate, who's also a friend of mine, uh, called the police yesterday morning, mm. and had and they came over and looked around, and, and by that point, my friend had went to work. Um, so then, uh, your bipolar friend night, had gone to work, right? Right. So then, last night, I went over to the house and uh, uh, was helping clean up, uh, was helping clean up the kitchen and stuff, you know, uh, sweeping up broken glass and whatever. And the police came back unannounced, uh, uninvited, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it had been hours and hours earlier when when the roommate had called the uh, the police. Got it. But. But uh, I was in the kitchen, and she just let the police in. This is the other Which, roommate. Right. This is, uh, this is the other roommate, not the one who broke the dishes. Okay. Um, so she just let the police in, and she was talking to him. Now, normally I don't talk to police, so uh, I stayed in the kitchen and just continued cleaning and stuff uh, while she talked to him. But then one of the... One of the cops decided he was going to take it upon himself to start walking around the house. Mm. And so at that point, I sat down the broom and whatever and started watching him to make sure, you know, he didn't do anything like take something or whatever. Yeah, who knows? Um, right. And then I guess he didn't like the fact that I was eyeballing him because then he came over and was like, uh, can I see your ID? <laughs> And Asking for ID. I mean, I, I'm not driving this apartment, <laughs> officer. <laughs> right. And I told him, no. I said, no. And then he's like, uh, can I see your ID? And I said, no, you can't see my ID. <laughs> that, that, that does not compute. <laughs> and then he, then it, it kind of flustered him a bit because I had said, no, I don't think he was expecting that. Exactly. That's um, why he just went right back to asking the same question. He's, I mean, he's like an automaton. He only has certain lines and he expects them to work every single time. And so, you know, his programming uh, doesn't have a if then else as far as where, where he can go. If somebody actually says no, they didn't bother yeah. programming that into him. The flow, the flow chart doesn't go past no. Right. And then so so then he asked again. And then I responded this time. I said, why do you need to see my ID? I'm not doing anything illegal. You have no reasonable suspicion. There's nothing here. At this point, they had also, you got to remember, they had been in the house for over 10 minutes. And then he's like, well, we don't know who you are, and 
you cops, don't need to know uh, uh, it's a dangerous job, and you could be anybody, and, <laughs> and cops get killed all the time. And Civilians like, get killed by cops all the time. I mean, why didn't he walk over and hand his ID to you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, lo- I love it how the police use... That it's a dangerous job as their excuse to tyrannize you. It's dangerous and, being near cops. Right. As though, right. as though whether or not you're going to hand over your ID is going to uh, determine whether or not you're dangerous. If you are dangerous to that cop, you may have already made your move on him. Right. Like if you were a threat to him, you've been, how he's is been there da- 10 minutes. How is me giving you my ID going to make me less dangerous to you, sir? Right. Well, when he said that, anyways, that by this point I was already getting a little bit uh, uh, frustrated, mm. and I have a little bit of a temper, and I kind of said, uh, I, I maintained fairly well, but I was like, no, you're full of it. I said, when you become a fisherman, then you can come and talk to me about how dangerous your job is. But I was <laughs> like, cops, it's not that dangerous of a job compared to other jobs. No, it's not. And, and he didn't He didn't really like that either. And then he, he said, um, then... They they were like trying to change uh, their tactics. So instead of asking, uh, instead of trying to claim it was something, then they 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 uh, switched over to, well, if you have nothing to hide, then why show me your? Why don't you just show me your ID? And I was like, I don't have anything to hide, but you don't really need to see it. I wasn't doing anything. And then the one cop came over and. There was three cops in the house. And it sucks that you have to deal with this because it's not your house. Like, you can't just say, okay, get out of here. It was the other roommate. It wasn't your house in the first place. It was your friend's house. It was the other roommate that let the cops in. And if you get in a car, then your ass really is theirs because then they'll they'll pull you over. I couldn't just say, get out of my friend's house. I mean, it's not really my position to tell them. And she she did let them in. So So you were saying there were three cops there. Yeah, there's three cops there. So then the one came over, and and I said, I haven't did anything illegal. There is no evidence that any crime has been, been committed. And he's like, well, you might be Jason. Jason is the guy who broke the dishes and stuff. And I said, well, even if I was, what crime did Jason commit? And the I, obligation isn't there for you to prove that you're not Jason. I mean, that's that, the idea in America is that you're innocent until proven guilty. They're supposed to assume you're not Jason. Right. Yeah. What's the crime? Breaking your own dishes? Being Jason. Right. Well, he did say he did say uh, uh, destruction of property is a crime. And so then I had to come back and say, it's not a crime if you're destroying your own property. <laughs> right. And then they pulled out this. Uh, well, in Colorado, it's the law that you have to identify yourself. Now, that's their exact wording. Mm. Now, in Colorado, it may be the law that you have to identify yourself verbally, like tell them what your name is, but that's not what they had asked me. They asked me for my identification. Yeah. And, well, even if it is the law, show me my obligation, please, right. and I'll be happy to show, show you whatever you well, want. Well, if you're breaking the law, then they're going to take you to jail, especially in this circumstance. Yeah, well, they will. Right. Well, then it, even got, if you aren't breaking then the law. it got interesting because I, they asked me one more time if I would show them uh, my ID, and I said no. And so then they said, "Okay, we're going to handcuff you." Oh, so wow. they put the they put the handcuffs on me, and they put them on really tight. I had uh, 
Now that's I an arrest, right? Now, point mark. of information: once the the police handcuff you, you are arrested, right? Can they handcuff someone if they're detaining them? I can't answer that. I would like to know if any I of can't our imagine law... that they could, but they do whatever they want. This is true. If any of our law enforcement listeners uh, know the answer to that question, I would love to know uh, at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So they put you in handcuffs because you are steadfastly refusing to uh, to show them government identification. Right, inside a private residence where no crime has been committed, and I, I'm not the person that they were even looking for. And you know, know this I'm is, not. and you know this is, um, this is a very similar story to well, that. They, they created the crime in this circumstance because they asked you to identify yourself, and you did not identify yourself, and that's a crime no, by their no real crime. Right, it's not a real crime. But it, right. it reminds me of that story. Remember the professor, the college professor that uh, was uh, harassed out by yeah, his uh, by Boston. the police outside of his own home and also arrested. Right, I remember that thing. story. So you're, it sounds like very similar circumstances, except they were uh, that was his home and this isn't your home. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so you were uh, cuffed and then and then they pulled my wallet out without my consent, and the only search started started to go through it. Now, my wallet is one of these wallets that has a lot of pockets and stuff in it, you know, and there's like a little place for everything. Well, the first cop, he pulled out like two or three items, you know, insurance card and, uh, you know, Sam's Club card or something like that, and he never saw my uh, driver's license. But he seemed to be convinced, at least, that I wasn't the person that they were really looking for, and so he kind of put the stuff back and put my wallet back in my pocket. Well, the younger cop, the one who had handcuffed me, I guess he didn't think that was good enough. So then he's he's got me handcuffed, but on top of that, he's also holding onto my arm. Severin, will you finish um, the story here? Severin, will you finish the story for us here in a moment? Sure thing. Hang on. More with Severin. We'll find out what happened here. 800-259-9231. Cuffed and searched because he wouldn't hand over his own, uh, his government identification inside somebody's private home. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site we give away, including our webcam. The cam, by the way, brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. You can go to the cam page at cam.freetalklive.com, watch and listen to the show, and chat with other Free Talk Live listeners for free at cam.freetalklive.com. And MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. They are in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com, your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. 
MemoryDealers.com. We've got uh, Severin on the line with us here in Colorado. He's been telling us a story about a friend of yours, bipolar, was having an episode, broke some of his own property in his own home. The roommate called the police. You went out there. The police had gone away. The uh, police ended up coming back unannounced later on. Your friend still was not there. The bipolar friend was still not there at that time. They started asking you questions, trying to get you to identify yourself. Uh, you refused to uh, to hand over. Did you tell them your name but just refused to hand over the government ID, Severin? They never asked my name. Okay. They, they just asked they, for your government. They just asked for your identification. That's correct. You refused to hand it over. They decided to badger you about it, then handcuff you. One cop pulls your wallet out of your pants. Looks In an at, illegal search. Right. Looks at your credit cards. Because decides, they're allowed to pat you down to see whether you have weapons or not. That's called a terry pat. Yeah. Yes. But they're not allowed But they're, they're not allowed to just search your uh, persons and effects and all that stuff. That's a Fourth Amendment uh, violation. And that, guy has, uh, that guy's broken the Constitution. Oh, well, it's already been broken, so who cares? Right? Yeah, well, he, uh, he so, did it. <laughs> so, uh, so the older cop looks at your stuff in your wallet, decides you aren't the person they're looking for, puts it back. Then you say the younger cop decided that wasn't good enough, and that's where we left off. Right, because the older cop never did uh, see my ID. He just saw a couple of other things that were in my wallet that had my name on it. Mm-hmm. So then the younger cop, I was handcuffed and standing there. He was also holding me um, as if I was going to try to run away, even though we were, you know, we were inside a living room. There was, there was nowhere for me to go. I was handcuffed. I mean, I don't quite know what he thought I was going to do. It's control. But anyhow, he was not satisfied because the identification had never been produced. So... With one hand, he pulls out my uh, uh, my wallet and starts to try to rummage through it while still kind of trying to hold on to me at the same time. I lo- money and stuff starts falling out of my wallet, and then he f- he's like, "Where's the ID?" So I finally tell him which pocket it is in, because at this point, you know, I'm kind of helpless. I'm and in you pain. Know, he's he's going to do what he's going to do anyways, and so he finds the ID. And he looks at it. Then he gives it to the uh, older cop, and the older cop looks at it. And by this time, the third cop had already left to go on some other thing. And um, uh, then the older cop gives the ID back, and they kind of set it on a, a counter. And then they put my wallet back with the money on the floor and the ID on the counter. And then... I guess the the younger cop didn't think that was good enough either, yes. because then he's like asking the older cop, "Well, aren't you going to run his ID?" And then the older cop, I guess, felt at that point obligated to run my ID. So then they ran my ID. All right, because they want to find out if you've got a warrant or something else. Like Anything that. they can do to to, to mess you in with a cage. you. They want to put you in a cage. So, right, and I mean, it's interesting that the younger cop is the one who's running all this on you because people have said over over the years that typically the older generation cops are a little more easygoing than some of the more younger uh, newbie cops that are more automaton like and more likely to gun-ho. follow. Yeah, gun. I mean, it's it's a fact. Young men have more testosterone than older men. Right, fresh period. out of the fresh out of the Marine Corps or whatever, and very willing to be very obedient to the state. Busy Go. shooting people in uh, in foreign countries for the government. We'll get to that story. Uh, but to continue your story, Severin. All right. So then they call it in, and then that's kind of the end of the story, because then we're just sort of sitting there for about 20 minutes. I'm standing there handcuffed. It took them 20 minutes to run the check on you? It did. It took them 15 to 20 minutes. So at this point, uh, 
the roommate had said everything she needed to say. My wife was standing there. We had they, they have a Great Dane, so my wife was holding the leash on the Great Dane, so the cops wouldn't shoot the dog or something. And then you know, we everything was basically said though, and so we're just sitting there, kind of looking at each other for about 20 minutes, and then finally it comes back clear, and then they leave. But I was just like, this whole incident should have never even happened at all because. There was there was no reason, and also I was there was three people in the house. There was me, there was the roommate, and there was my wife. They did your only, wife? They, were, did they demand identification from the the roommate and and your wife? No, they, I was the only one who they demanded identification huh. from. At the end of before they left, they did take the name of the roommate down, but they didn't. Is ask that sex for her discrimination? Asked, demanding the uh, ID of the the male, but uh, I think not it's reality. Female. He was also uh, observing them, so he was he became uh, you know the target. Women, uh, I think that I think women get a slightly, uh, a, you know, more of a nod from uh, law enforcement generally, just because women are less likely to commit crimes, and you know they're mm-hmm. not, they're not the, as big of a, a target. But children certainly get, uh, you know, the, the the benefit of the doubt, and as they should. It so, seems. were you released after the after it came back clear at that at that point? Yeah. Okay. Then they then they took off the handcuffs, and they're like. Uh, as I release these handcuffs, put your hands on your head. So, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what We've determined that you don't do. have any uh, criminal record, but we still want you to obey. Right. So yeah. they released one hand, and then I had to stick my hand on my head. Do they then also they ask released... you to hop up and down on one foot while you were at it? <laughs> well, and like, rub your belly all later. simultaneously. <laughs> they asked me to do the hokey pokey. <laughs> but really, that's how demeaning this is. I mean, it's they are asking, they are demanding of you. They, they'll they'll start by asking, and then if you uh, if you ask them, are you just asking? Then they'll clarify that it's actually an order backed up by the gun on their hip or the taser on their hip. But it's so demeaning because they just they want to order you around because they can to feel powerful. It's disgusting. Severin, any other thoughts you want to share about your story? No, that was it. All right. Well, I don't know if you plan on escaping uh, from Colorado someday and, and coming up to New Hampshire, but uh, man, that's crazy. It's a crazy story. I think about coming to New Hampshire all the time. Hopefully you can. Uh, how's your wife feel about that? Uh, she's always lived here and she's not that uh, hip on the idea. I see. I always lived in Florida and now I'm here. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I wonder how many more encounters with the police it might take to convince his wife that maybe she'd be better off in New Hampshire. I I don't know. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't happen up here. I wouldn't say that at all because cops, I think the cops in general here are cut above a lot of the other cops in the country, but I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that stuff never happens here either. But, but there are a lot of great When you say here, here, you're specifically talking about the Keene Police Department. I mean here in New Hampshire in general. Hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> but really, I mean, you've got Nashua, activists Manchester, here who are going to back you they, up. They aren't, um, they aren't the LA police, but I no. mean. Russell Canning, uh, one of the activists up here last night was arrested on uh, a couple warrants for, of course, nothing that involves real crime. And within hours, I mean, hours of his arrest, like 12 hours of his arrest, there were a good 8 to 10 people out this morning at 8 a.m. to support him. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system you can interact with our listeners. Over 500,000 posts, all for free, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And have the stories of civil disobedience here in New Hampshire touched, moved, and inspired you, but for whatever reason you just can't be involved? Well, now you can. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org allows you to care for these brave men and women by financially supporting them while they face down the organizations that operate through violence and coercion. cdevolution.org. You can get signed up for a monthly contribution or do a one-time thing. cdevolution.org. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Alex listening in Texas. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how's it going? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, yeah. Um, well, speaking of New Hampshire, I have a family in Milford. That's mm-hmm. in uh, Hillsborough County. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Oh, yes. yes. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, New Hampshire, I, th- I think, is a pretty good state to live in. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm in, I'm in Texas. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, I'm calling about the incident. I'm sure everybody's heard about it right now with John McKenna. In, uh, and the, the George County Police. I'm not familiar. What? No. What, what is okay, it? Okay. Well, um, basically, in Maryland, after a, a basketball game or something with uh, Duke and University of Maryland. Oh, or something, is this the guy uh, that got beat? This is the guy that got just uh, just attacked severely by the police and was caught on video. Yeah, just just annihilated. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, I want to touch on a few points. Uh, first of all, this isn't the only incident within recent memory of completely unprovoked attacks and beatings. Um, there's been so many beatings by these, by police officers on women, uh, children. Uh, and the now, wait a minute. You specifically, about, are you specifically referring to the same police department? No, no. I'm, I'm referring to just law enforcement in right. general. Yes. I think, uh, sure, pregnant uh, women, absolutely. They uh, they don't care who you are. They're happy to to slam your head into the pavement or tase you or whatever. Here, Pain here's compliance. the thing. I just want to touch, touch on a few points that they um, the thing that's disturbing about it is they have no problem lying on the official police reports. They also uh, one thing I find disgusting is the fact that they have uh, they suspend them with pay, and then if they're found guilty, the only thing that happens is they lose their job. So basically, what oh, it's rare that it's is, rare that they lose their job. Uh, n- usually, what happens is they get suspended with pay, and it's rare that they're fi- found guilty. First of all, but even if they're found guilty, it's typically only if they've like molested uh, little children that they'll actually lose their jobs. Usually, even if they're found guilty, they'll oh, you've been a naughty, li- you've been a naughty officer. Now you get to sit at a desk for a few weeks. 
I mean, in many cases, that's as extreme as the punishment gets. And yeah, they're they're rarely ever prosecuted as criminals that they are. And uh, what what people need to understand is that this in, this pretty much equates to domestic terrorism as defined by by the FBI's memo in uh, 1994. And I'll read it to you. What it's they define domestic terrorism as the unlawful use of force or violence committed by a group of two or more individuals against persons' property to intimidate, <laughs> Wait, coerce. Hold on. I love their definition of terrorism. See, I, I, I prefer the actual dictionary definition of terrorism because they don't use the term unlawful in front of it. Isn't that funny that they actually, uh, they actually exempt themselves in their own definition of terrorism? Well, the unlawful use of that's violence. How, that's and, how they do everything. All of their statutes say that. They'll, they'll in, include the word unlawful. So theft yeah. is the unlawful taking. Yeah. Uh, murder is the <laughs> well, unlawful I, I killing. Uh, assault is the unlawful... I definition. I'm just trying to let you know what... Oh, that. no, I, I wasn't saying you agreed with it. I just found it very amusing that in their own definition of terrorism, they, uh, they exempt themselves because everything yeah, government so, does is terrorism. Here, here's the thing. They have... They, they have this definition out here, and the thing is, if when you tell people about this, I've talked to so many people about this in the past two days, and basically when you tell people about this, they have, uh, it's, it's almost like, like a, um, an abused wife syndrome, where they, they cover for the abuser. Mm, yes. You tell people about this, and they say, well, the, well, the police officer, that maybe that punk deserved it, or the police right. officer was just doing his job, uh, Things like that. People always love the aggressor, it seems. I think it's it's something that has to do with the society and the way that we've been ingrained. No, absolutely. No, the, 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 the people don't love the aggressor. People love the government. They love the people in uniform and the people with the silly hats. Right, they don't see them as aggressors. Because, they see right, them they as the, the they're veil heroes. Of How could they do something wrong? They're the police. Of course you must have done something but wrong if they've accused you of it. What does happen is when you point these things out, and this is happening more and more with, uh, you know, with, with the advent of just uh, cheap digital cameras is that uh, people are getting inundated the rodney king thing didn't do it for me but as time went by and i saw more and more and more and more evidence over time that uh, the police officers really can do anything that they want it it showed me that the incentives are not proper for a um you know a a monopoly on force as they have that they're not properly serving people i think they i think these same men and women many of these same men and women some of these same men, men and women would do very well in protecting the public if they were uh, they would do even better if they were in organizations that were properly incentivized by the way I misspoke earlier I said everything government does is terrorism that's not really accurate everything government does is backed by terrorism it's backed and also, by the threat uh, of violence another thing I want to say is when you watch the video of the Prince George County police officers beating on this guy mercilessly after he was unconscious uh, and, and then they lied and said the horse kicked him when clearly that didn't happen what police officers need to realize is people nowadays have video cameras as you were saying a minute ago we're not going to put up with the abuse and another thing is in the video I see oh we'll I put up with it yeah we're, we're putting up with it. recording the well, videos the isn't considered not putting up with it it's not paying them that would be considered not putting up with it not no, going along with them would be not putting well, up with it I was going to say something else but here's another thing is that in the video, when I watched it, I saw his fellow. I saw fellow citizens and countrymen running away from running away when he was getting beat. In my opinion, what needs to happen if I was there, for instance, 
uh, I would have helped out my fellow countrymen. I would have gone over there, risked my own self getting beat, because when you see another human getting pummeled like that for no reason, uh, you're... What would you have done? You're, it's your duty to help another in, human in being, regardless you, of who is beating them. In what way would you, would you, um, would you want to help? Well, you know, I, I'm probably going to get something for it, but basically... Uh, I know I probably would have uh, either been shot or killed, but that would have just proved the point regardless. Uh, no, it wouldn't. But, but well, what, what would you have done that would have gotten you shot or killed? Okay. Basically, it's like in, in Kyrgyzstan. These people were oppressed, and they, they basically didn't put up with it, and the government went, the president fleed for his life. So are you saying you would police. attack the police? Is that what you're saying? The police also fled. I w I'm not saying I would have attacked them. What, what I'm saying done? is... I would have tried to remove the gentleman that was attacked. I, I mean, I would have tried to remove the gentleman that was attacked, and if they would have attacked me, then yes, I would have defended myself. I would have defended another person from bodily harm and injury, and who knows, they could have killed him. So yes, I would have defended that man. I would have defended myself. I can't say and I have a problem with becoming a human shield for somebody. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. But I, I would I, like to point out that uh, it, it's going to it's going to take a certain amount of incidences for people to, for the veil to be ripped off for people. I mean, it, it took a certain amount for me. It's going to take a certain amount more for other people. They have to see these incidences and and they they have to understand that this veil of legitimacy that the government has being a human shield doesn't do anything about that what does do it is real video of a man of a defenseless man well, getting the crap kicked if he out wants of him. to if he wants to do that and that's what he feels yeah. is the right thing to do i don't think there's anything wrong with that he I didn't say he wanted to attack the police he said he right. wanted to I didn't shield say the that. i'm just i know you didn't say that i'm making it clear thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing uh from you 800-259-9231 if i say that you said something mark then you can say i didn't say that 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Dale is joining us here in moments from anarchyinyourhead.com. Uh, a little bit late, but better late than never. We'll take him uh, here in a moment and also your calls as well about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And the features we give to you there are for free. The website itself redesigned for twenty ten. The new FTL two allows you to suggest to us what we should be talking about on the show by submitting different show prep ideas like news stories or videos or blog posts, whatever you want. You can uh, submit it to the site and then other listeners vote them up or vote them down depending on how they feel about your submissions. You can do the same thing, of course, vote up and down on other people's submissions and the best, most popular ones uh, will make it to the front page of the site and mean that we're more likely to use them on the air. So go to freetalklive.com, get signed up. It's free, of course. That's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us again at freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls here, though, and you can take control of the airwaves. Let's go to Larry, listening in New Mexico. 
You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Larry. Yeah, how you doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Larry? <clears throat> um, hold on, my phone is kind of goofing up here. Well, I can tell you, but you anyway. sound fine, so go ahead. <laughs> well, we've got some beautiful weather out here in New Mexico, but I wanted to comment on the last two callers. Uh, the sure. gentleman which the police entered his house and detained him. By definition of law, that's in uh, what we would call uh, false arrest. We would call that entrapment. Um, when they handcuffed him, that's considered kidnapping. Uh, these guys don't have any authorization by any law to do what they're doing because they agreed not to do it. Now, a lot of people don't read their Constitution, but I can explain it to you very briefly. First of all, it's a contract. It's a trust, which it's they all contract. agree to obey. All right, and by them agreeing to who are the contracted who are the contracted parties to the Constitution? The, con- the contracted parties are the people. People in this definition is men, women, and children, and those no, that engage I'm in sorry. the contract. You could make the claim that it's a one-sided agreement that uh, they swear an oath. You could say it's an oath that they swear to uphold a uh, one-sided kind of contract. But there's uh, I'm not a party to the Constitution. Yeah, it really only binds well, them because well, well, they actually well, well, swore well, an oath to that, it. But yeah. What you have is basically this. Either you have a law or you don't have any law, all right? And so either you're fighting for something or you're actually fighting for nothing, all right? Everyone, when the forefathers put the Constitution together, I should say the Declaration of Independence, it had to do with somebody doing something against their rights. And those were not given to any paper. That wasn't given through anybody's permission. Mm -hmm. Those were every man's rights, which means do not interfere. I agree. When little, when little Johnny and little Susie, which we all went to school with, they were not born with no silver spoon, and they did not have a crown on their head, and no document says that they're rulers or they're the authorities. And every bit of document in which they sign, they agree to obey the contract. The contract is that constitution. They laugh at you every time you say You lost me. You lost me. I was agreeing with you quite a bit up until every contract they sign, they agree to the constant. Can you rephrase that? Well, Maybe I'm misinterpreting you. Okay. This is what they agree to. They agree to accommodate the Constitution. When you what say they, you mean. When you say they, are you talking about government? Any elected official. Okay. You're talking about bureaucrats. appointed official. Gotcha. Okay. Any person that's an employee. Mm-hmm. When you were young, you set your pledge of allegiance. And your Pledge of Allegiance was you as an individual pledging your allegiance to protect the Republic. The Republic were those people that you employed or you elected to do the function of running the government. Well, I can they tell you that when I was saying the job. Pledge of Allegiance is because I was told to, not yeah. because I was doing anything. <laughs> I was far too young to understand the ramifications of what that meant. You can't live in a free country unless you're willing to fight for it. Okay, well, I, 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 there was a young man, I think there was that, a young man that said that he would have thrown his life on the line to protect that innocent person. I, I, right, only, I, I say I say this to every well, well, hang on. Before you, before you go on, I'd go like ahead. to discuss the uh, the statement that if you want to live in a country, you have to fight for it. Dale, well, I, I have a problem part? with you can't be free unless you're, you want to fight for something because I'm, I am a pacifist. I don't believe that I, so, I, so am I. and I so believe I. that I'm free what, anyway what and I said the pledge of allegiance because adults 
who were very intimidating and who who were actually physically threatening to me told me to do it, and they did it far before I had any understanding of the ramifications of what it could possibly mean. You were in and China. now that I understand do- it, I will not say the Pledge of Allegiance, well, and I do not stand. If you for were in China, you would do what they told you in China. If you were in Russia. You would do what they told you in Russia. I understand that, but you that's see, because the they idea don't. Is this is that you were born into a country where you're recognized as a king. You're recognized as the authority. No, I'm you're not. You could have fooled me. As the government. No, I'm not. You could have fooled not me. At all. Well, you see, that, that, that's the difference in those that read law and understand law. And those that won't go pick up the book and understand, let me tell you who I am. I'm not going to pick up the book okay. that someone wrote and, and proclaimed as, well, as well, law. Would you go read yourself? Would you go read yourself? I have, what, what is I right have you? but I learned as an adult to think for myself and not let someone else write something down exactly. on a piece of paper and declare that as law. I think, I think law is something does. that evolves and natural law is something that involves that evolves out of the idea that we're all equal and that we should treat each natural other with respect. Okay, natural law is that I don't come and rob you. Yes, I agree. and I I do nothing to harm you. Okay, so you talk so much about natural law. Okay, now how can you talk about natural law, but yet you're going to allow law enforcement and everybody else that's just little Johnny and little Susie that agree agree to obey a contract to go out there and hurt innocent Americans? I don't. Okay, I don't believe in doing what that. I've done so far. Let me tell you what we I've done. We don't so support far. the police but, hurting you know, people. A lot of people I don't. standing around doing nothing. Okay, this is, my you, title. My title is the president of these United States of America. You're not actually interested in having a conversation, no, are you? Listen to me. No, He's the what president. I'm interested in is doing listen this. To him. Doing one thing simple. You need answers. We have the answers. We've knocked down a whole lot of doors here in New Mexico. We're waiting for whoever is really law enforcement to come and do their job. Why? We've talked to them, and they've all agreed. Well, you see, hmm. you're right. But you see, they pay us to hurt you guys. They pay us to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, judges, are you going to protect the people? Well, no. No, they're going to protect do, the system. Me. Okay, what's the big thing here in New Mexico they got going on? Okay, you got a state bar. Okay, the state bar is a private corporation. Okay, have they filed with the Public Regulations Commission in the last three years? No. You can't operate a what corporation. Are you, what are you going to do about file? it? What are you okay, going to so do about it? Out. What am I doing? Okay, yeah. we got lawsuits against the state Lawsuits. Court. Okay, then they have something. What? Lawsuits That's that'll be that, run that, in the state courts. Well, what, <laughs> let me explain the whole program so you to you. I'll tell you what, you don't really have time to explain the whole program. What, but what's the website? What's your, the what, do you have like a website for your organization? No. We don't the president no of the United website. States of America doesn't have a website? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Why? Why? You see? How many people are involved in this? What you do? You don't need to know how many people are involved. Well, then how are you supposed to get anybody excited, Larry? We're all Americans, and we're all awake. What you have to understand Larry, what the hell are you talking about? You know, you've said well, a lot of things that about, I... You've, he's you've not going to get to it in a reasonable time frame. That, you've said a lot of things that I, I agree with and that I understand. Some of it, not so much. Uh, but but I asked you, what's your website? You don't have one. I asked you how many... You said, we are doing lawsuits. We are doing this. This is what's happening. You're going to explain the whole platform to me. But you can't even tell me where I can go to learn more. You won't even tell me how many people are allegedly involved in your movement. Now you have your opportunity to know what you need to know now. Are you going to take that opportunity now? You see how you talk so fast, but you cause yourself to encage yourself in your own corral. Now, do you want to know what we're doing or not? <laughs> you you I'm encaging myself, myself but I don't corral. So they can straighten up their problem? You've encaged do you yourself. Do you want to know that? Or do we want to sit here and argue? What are you I, just, gonna, I just don't. I don't feel Larry, like I want to know it from you because I don't feel like you have all the answers. Larry, I think you've got a fun little. You've got a fun little game going on that you feel really good about. I listen to you every night. 
and I listen to you talk, okay, but yet you won't even show me the respect. Are you right, kidding so me? You've been speak. on this whole segment, okay, Larry. Radio You've been station? rambling and haven't gotten you anywhere. Goodbye. You know what? It, 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 goodbye, Larry. Thank you for the call. Please, goodbye. <laughs> My board op has fallen asleep. I'm getting a headache. I need a remote button. Thank you for the call, Larry. Thank you for the call. The board op woke back up. The magic words. I didn't utter the magic words. Thank you for your call and the magic hang up <laughs> words please don't get up oh my god i've got a headache I, I cannot stand it when people get uppity with me on this show about how much time you have give me my just do time and my you can't i i need more 20 segments i need the whole hour i need uh you, know, you can't have a conversation me? there's a continual it's just this continual rant yeah. and you try to address something that they just said you know this is a foundational thing you make a comment like saying that i agreed to come to some contract i'm like sorry stop hit the brakes Let's let's address that before you go on, because that's sort of key to the rest of your statement. You know, go. I, I would challenge Larry to call into any other radio program. And let's let's make it 50 affiliates or more. Any other radio program that has 50 affiliates or more and see if you can get on for an entire 10 minute segment. I mean, it wasn't a full 10 minutes, but it was almost the entire segment Are you that kidding? we had him on. They'll keep they'll put the president of the United States on for more than a segment. <laughs> Yeah. He'll, 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 he will not get past the call screener. There's more coming up here. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? It's very annoying. I hear it. Can you hear that sound? That ringing. That hissing. I can't get to sleep with it. I can't concentrate. I hear it constantly. You can't hide from it. Everywhere I go, it doesn't go away. It drives me nuts. It's tinnitus. A constant ringing in your ear caused by loud machines. Loud music. Ah, finally. Quietus. I love Quietus. Quietus will stop the ringing fast. Quietus is all-natural, chewable quiet relief. Quiet relief so I can work. I now get a full night's rest. Quietus has helped thousands of people with tinnitus. Quietus is real, my friend. Quietus has changed my life. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Quietus at 1-800-758-1817. That's 1-800-758-1817. Stop the ringing now. 1-800-758-1817. That's 1-800-758-1817. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want well, you don't get a guaranteed hour to tell us about whatever it is that you want to talk about. You, If you're interesting, we'll keep you on longer. If you're not so great, you don't last that long. Especially if you can get to your point and, and you know, tell us what you're getting at so that we can... For our, for our listeners who are just tuning in's benefit, the reason why I mention this is because the very end of the hour, last hour, we had somebody, and it, this doesn't happen that often on this show. Most people are appreciative of being able to get on the radio and in several markets, you know, dozens of markets across the country, and, and be able to talk about literally anything they want to talk about. Uh, most people don't get uppity about the amount of time that they uh, that they are given, but last guy we had on, we gave him almost the entire segment, and toward the end... Because he he wanted to keep going, he and we weren't all just praising whatever word that came out of his mouth. 
uh, he got all upset about it. And I think we've got Mike on the line in New Mexico who wants to comment on that. Uh, Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Yeah, I wanted to comment on that guy that was on the radio. We know about him here in New Mexico, and they're doing a lot of good work. Who's they? That guy that was on the radio. Who, what, who is they? What is this the organization? The same guy. Who? Is, what's his name? The United or? States of America Incorporated. The what? Yeah, that's the name of them. The United States of America Incorporated. Now, is this the they're same guy, these, right? This is they're this. called these United States of America Incorporated. You're saying you they when you're talking about yourself. Mark, you're saying this isn't the same guy? It sounds like the same it. guy. Yeah, it's the same it's guy. not the same guy. Not the same guy. Okay, okay so, well, who is it? What's the, You're saying that this organization is called the United... The, the organization that he belongs to is the United States Incorporated. It's called these, like these, mm. United States of America Incorporated. So if I did a, a, a Google no, search, they don't have a website. They don't have a. There's no website, right? They don't. They don't have a website. They're how did registered you, with the how did you hear about them? Commission. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. It's easy to get a New Mexico corporation, so that's not. Yeah, that's I got one of those too. Oh, yeah. Right. How did you hear about them? They're doing a lot of work down here. Like what? How did you hear but about them? This is what I don't well, understand. They've been Wait. doing some work for some friends of mine. It works great. What kind but of work? My question is oh, this. Could you be a little more vague? Could I have a... I want to get in with a question, guys. Could you stop peppering him? All right, go ahead. What kind of work are they doing if they don't have a website? Doesn't a normal organization these days have a website? Not when they're doing investigations. They're Luddites. There's lots, they're Luddites. lots of organizations that do investigations that have websites. But they don't. Right. Huh. I understand. How, you find out how can people find out about them? How do people get involved? How do, how, do, how, do they, how do they wrap people? They don't New need Mexico's your help, a Mark. big state. They don't need your help. They're fine. Yes, they, it's, a, it's a big corrupt state. I just wanted right. to hear how you they heard don't. about them. We needed someone to help us. So how did you hear so about them? How did you? You said they helped some friends of yours. Okay, how'd they yes. help? What'd they do? Oh, wow. They did They did an investigation on that court and on that other court, and they found crimes. You are, what are you talking court? about? And you are so ludicrous. Give me a court. We know about these guys. He is just totally making cr- – you are making this stuff court up. and that court? How can I – let's say I'm in New Mexico, and I want the United States of America Incorporated. I want your organization to help me out. How do I get in touch with you? Go to the Public Relations Commission and find out who Look they are. Look up your address through the government? You are – just call pathetic. They'll, they'll Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to the Public Regulation Commission and uh, look up our corporation's name, get our mailing address, and then you can send us some mail. And, and that, th- What that the help. hell are you talking about? What de- what decade are you living and in? I don't think anybody would ever got a hold of and anybody And if you have way. to be secretive to do your investigation, then why in the world are you calling a radio show about it? Your your organization, if it really exists, and I don't believe, I don't really know if, if yeah, it... Be- I'm not going for it either. I don't know if it exists beyond the corporate file folder that you might actually have filed with the New Mexico uh, Public Regulations Commission. I don't think there's really much else going on there. But your, your little club is doomed to failure i mean we have a homeless guy that calls the show from uh from arkansas sometimes who has his own website this guy goes into the public library and he gets online and he does his thing and you know whatever it is he does he's online he's got his own website you can go and visit a homeless guy on the internet for god's sake you can get a facebook group (laughs) right there's no excuse for you the websites don't cost anything it's zero cost and you don't have to be a programmer to have your own website for your organization 
you obviously don't want people to find you and find out what you're doing. And then when pressed for information, oh, we did this, did this in that court and this court. Come on, you're making crap up. You haven't done anything. If you'd done something, you'd have some, you'd have a paper trail or a website to to show it off. You'd have a way for people to learn more about your organization. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll have to have our uh, board op let us know how many other times he tries to call in tonight. All right, we continue here. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, by the way, only one call per night. But Mark, since you were unsure on that, we uh, we let him go there. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was his twin brother. <laughs> it sounded uh, very very similar. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we continue here. Ryan is in Texas. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Ryan in Texas. I, I try to be a little bit more sane than everyone else. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. Um, I just wanted to call and uh, talk to you guys about CJA a little bit, the Fully Informed Jury Association. Yes, sir. The organization dedicated to helping jurors or potential jurors understand that they as jurors have the right to uh, vote based on their conscience and their feelings about the law, not just the facts of the case. Yeah. The the very first time I heard your show, I heard you guys talking about it, and I got, like, so incredibly upset because it's a a right that I've always – taken for myself just on my own, you know, like I've been on juries before and I've always decided for myself that I would decide if somebody had actually done something wrong, not just whether they've done something illegal. Mm. But whenever I've known other people going on jurors, juries, you know, I, you know, I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell them, Hey, this is your constitutional right, or this is your right. You know, I just tell them, Hey, you know, don't just listen to the lawyers, but the, the judges always say, you know, follow the law and they, they don't tell you of your right. And, so I've known of my friends that have gone on jurors and have juries and have followed the laws and have convicted people that they didn't think should have been convicted, but they were doing what they were told to do. And uh, so when I heard you guys talking about it, you know, I got mad that basically the government is just hiding this information from me, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a big cover up. They don't want yeah. you to know the uh, the full details of how their system yeah, works. Yeah, a thousand a thousand years of precedent in the courts that uh, juries are allowed to judge the law, and they're trying to do away with it in the last few decades. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Last hundred years. And uh, well, I really think that if we're trying to get more freedom for ourselves, you know, all the different paths, you know, when you're talking about seceding or you know trying to change government from within or you know revolution or you know whatever path you want to take. I think that this path, if you try to, you know, really, really get with the outreach, not just on a local level, but as far as getting the the information out there, would probably be an extremely effective way of doing it. I happen to agree. I I have always been, as soon as I learned about FIJA, Fully Informed Jury Association, you can go go to their website, FIJA.org, F-I-J-A.org. As soon as I learned about them, I thought, this is great. This is a great organization, and I wanted to uh, to support them how I could. I did a little bit of FIJA activism down in Florida, but when I moved up here to New Hampshire, it wasn't long until we had kicked off uh, a monthly Fully Informed Jury Association outreach. Uh, we go to every single ta- every single instance of jury selection here in the Cheshire County area of New Hampshire, and we pepper those people with uh, fully informed jury information. And a good percentage of them actually takes them, like 80 to 90 percent of the people that pass by us will take the brochures, whereas I had less luck down in Florida. It was probably more like 50 to 60 percent of people that would take the, the brochures. So for whatever reason, people in New Hampshire are more open-minded to receiving this information. Are you? Uh, have you ever done any Fiji outreach yourself? 
No, I've, I've, I've done nothing except for, you know, talking to people on an individual basis. No, no activism for me, unfortunately. But do, do you ever plan on doing any uh, activism? Um, well, you know, if things work out and I end up moving up to New Hampshire, maybe, but um, that's not in the cards at the present time. I'm sorry to hear that. It doesn't mean you can't do yeah. Fiji where you are. I mean, Fiji is valuable nope. anywhere. As long as you've got a yeah. handful of folks, two two to four people, uh, you can have a relatively effective Fiji outreach wherever you are. This is one of those forms of activism that you don't need a whole lot of people to uh, to do. You don't need a big budget. It's a lot of bang for the buck. Yep. You just need, it's a little bit of time, and it, it's, it's a very easy thing to do. You just go out, you hand out the Fija flyers to people as they're coming in for jury duty. That way you're not just talking to random people. You're hitting the people that are most primed and ready for that particular message. And I thank you for the call. FIJA.org to learn more. Get out there. Hit the streets. Do something. It's Free Talk Live. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give away the features on the site. Archives are included, so you can uh, go all the way back to the beginning of 2009 in our podcast. It's free. You don't have to pay a membership fee or jump through hoops. It's just plain free. And it's for you at freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates. Use the code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. That's code FTL, HostGator.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Let's go to Matt listening in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, there's this guy in Illinois, and I've heard of him, and he does work. <laughs> uh, you know, he did this thing with with the people over there. And some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you think that do you think that those that guy or those guys were a little nutty, or were they trying to pull some sort of really bad crank call, or what? I mean, what was all that about? I have no idea. I don't know what they were talking about. Sometimes just, the line uh, blurs between crazy and crank for me. I he just sounded like he was trying to get himself psyched up about something. I I don't bizarre. know. Anyway, I wish you people would render the president of the United States of America. The Maybe he was reserves. making bathtub meth or something. Who knows? <laughs> what do you got on uh, your mind tonight? Uh, I did something very exciting today. Mm-hmm. I made reservations at Rogers Campground for Pork Fest. Ooh, Excellent. Oh, be great to now, see you there. Now, wait a minute. Have you ever been to uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival before? Because I know I've seen you at the Liberty Forum. Right. No, this will be my first time at the Porcupine Freedom Fest. Oh, that's exciting. And, Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, Porkfest.com. I don't know how many campsites are left, but uh, getting one sooner... Uh, will help you because then you get to actually to have some level of choice as to where your uh, your campsite is. I think is. every single one's going to go this year, so I would seriously act quickly. Yeah, it's it's yeah, filling when up. When I called, 
um, when I called, the guy told me he had 10 people to call back today. Wow. So there's at least at least those 10 have gone. So I was glad I called when I did because I don't know, you know, what my choices would have been if I hadn't. How long did you reserve the campsite for? Um, all week, the 22nd. So I'm coming, I'm coming up on uh, the Tuesday is when I plan on getting up there. You'll be there in time for uh, Ezekiel Pancakes then, because that's so, an early in the week event only. That's uh, that's something that you're doing, right, Dale? Yeah, they're not going to be fresh late in the week, so you have to get there early if you want the Ezekiel Pancakes. Then, and then, so you're you're doing the full gamut. You're doing the full week of Pork Fest. The Porcupine Freedom right. Festival is the year lo- or the yearly event that the good folks at the Free State Project put on in order to gather hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people together for a great weekend of uh, socializing and camping and fun. Uh, eating, of course, and all kinds of uh, activities and stuff. But the official uh, scheduled events happen over the, I think it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. Maybe it's just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I haven't looked at the schedule yet uh, in detail. But uh, Which is why, since I have to come all the way back to Illinois, I decided to stay through Sunday night, so I won't leave until Monday morning. A lot of people are starting early. They're starting, as you say, on Tuesday or, or Monday or Sunday. In, in many cases, the week pri- that, that week prior to the actual weekend uh, of the event, because there are a number of people that come out fairly early. It's, it oh, yeah. starts real slow, from what I understand, early on. Like Sunday, Monday, it's pretty slow. It's slower, then- but it's kind of nice because you can actually enjoy, just socialize and party, and there's no events going on or anything. Mm-hmm. You're just out there camping with fun people that are liber- liberty-minded. Mark, what's the format? Four days, uh, June 24th through the 27th. Officially, the official yes. event. Uh, so yes. that's Thursday through Sunday, I imagine? Yes. Okay. Uh, a lot, most, I think a fair chunk of people will get there on Monday. So that'll start, be a good time. You know. what, so you, are you looking forward to it, uh, Matt? I mean, you've heard all the stories. Yes, I am. I am I'm very much looking forward to it. I know my son is going to come with me. Um, my 16-year-old son. I've heard and there's I'm actually going to be a convoy heading up there. I'm not sure from where it is coming uh, or what time they are heading up, but I know that there's going to be a, a group of folks that are going to be kind of like the Liberty Caravan went up to the uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum this year. There's going to have a, they're going to have a pork fest convoy. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I don't know where to get more information about it. Sorry. Yeah, I would join that if I could. I'm sure there'll be information posted on the various uh, New Hampshire liberty-oriented forums like the Free State Project Forum, freestateproject.org. Matt, thanks for the call tonight. We'll look forward to seeing you this summer. And, of course, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival. Make, make a, if you have been thinking about coming up to New Hampshire and seeing what it's like, this is a great opportunity. To get around a lot of the people that you hear on this show, the people that you hear behind the mics and the the people that, more importantly, that call in because the best activists up here, uh, the best activists, liberty activists in the in the world, I think, are here in New Hampshire. More are coming. This is where it's happening. And most all of them show up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I, mean, I, I like, showed up early last – the first one I ever went to a few years ago – uh, I showed up early, like the you know the very first day of the unofficial start, which is tends to be Monday, you know that goes through the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and like your mark just said, the official days. But there's a fair chunk of people that get there on Monday, and my first night before any events had started up or anything, my first night at Porkfest was when I decided to move to New Hampshire. Yeah, it's oh, wow. it, it convinces a lot of people. It's it's a really incredibly fun festival. It's, it's, so you hadn't even gone on the bus tours or anything like that? Nothing. That 
Nothing. I, I, you know, the bus tours. <laughs> they did start at bus tours early. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that was happening early. I guess before the more of the, of the other events. So, but I hadn't gone on any yet. I had just gone out to dinner with some liberty-minded folks who so lived just in the New people. Hampshire. It was the people. Yeah, that did some it. of them lived there or, or were about to move up. You know, I uh, I remember uh, meeting. Uh, Kate, who was about, who actually ended up moving like the, the same week I did, just a few days later. I was like at her move-in party, uh, just a few days after I'd gotten here, That's and uh, I remember meeting her there, and I met someone, uh, and I mean another guy who ended up moving a little bit later. Recommend- so I met several people who hadn't moved yet, but had already planned to move. And had already gone to Port Fest before and things like that. Now, had you done any kind of uh, pre-paving, if you will? Have you, had you gone to uh, the forums and, and introduced yeah. yourself there prior to showing up at the Port Fe- at the Port Fest? Yes, I was definitely. I felt like I already knew some people, a fair chunk of people, and what they were up to. And I, I was um, learning. I learned most of what I learned about New Hampshire, the people living here from New Hampshire Underground. Which is uh, nhfree.com or the forum.nhfree.com. Yeah. So that's a good idea is to, if you're going to come up for the Porcupine Freedom Festival and it's your first year and you, you know, you're you concerned because you're not going to know anybody, that can be a little awkward of a situation unless you're just the most outgoing person. Uh, if you if you are a new, newbie, I recommend going to the, the New Hampshire Liberty-oriented forums like uh, forum.freestateproject.org or forum.nhfree.com. Or forum.freekeen.com and introducing yourself to the Liberty community here and kind of at least plugging in so you'll know who's going up and and people will know to expect you. Oh, you're so and so from the forums. It, it's something. It's a yeah. level of uh, of of initial connection that might help break the ice. That kind of thing. And, and who knows? I don't know what they're going to come up with for uh, for mixers or icebreakers or something like that. I would imagine something like that is on the I official schedule. The funny thing, I, I the people that I ended up going out to dinner with that night, the first night at Porkfest, I didn't know any of them from talking to them online. I met them right there. It's just a chatted with group them, of folks. clicked right away, and it was. They're on. they're like people that you've always known, but you never did really actually know. They're yeah. they're they're so ideologically compatible. Uh, it's really easy. They're really easy folks to get along with, for the most part. 800-259-9231. Go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to learn more. And we'll come back with more Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those at freetalklive.com. The site itself allows you to interact and uh, help us determine what we're going to talk about on this program when you aren't calling in. We have usually have to have some show prep. So now we can actually turn to our own website to get the, some of the best show prep. I mean, our listeners are doing a great job of uh, putting the really interesting stories in front of us. And that's what the site is designed to do. It, it takes your suggestions for what uh, should be discussed, uh, whether it's a news story or a blog post or whatever. Your suggestions get voted on 
by the other listeners. So they, you get a chance to vote up or down anything that you see on the site, and the most popular, uh, the most popular suggestions make it to the top of the website at freetalklive.com, and it is all completely free. It's freetalklive.com. Do, <laughs> do you have existing foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments, or any kind of derogatory credit on your credit report? Well, if you're thinking about making a major purchase sometime in the relatively near future, you need to do something about that because they're gonna, it's going to cost you hundreds, if not thousands more, in the uh, purchase price and the, the financing if you don't get it taken care of. Well, there's an organization that can help you take care of it. It's cleaningcredit.com. It is a uh, law firm. It's the credit repair law firm Chartered. They're actually down in uh, South Florida. And they're professionals, and they've been with the Better Business Bureau for more than six years, and you can call them up. They will clean your credit of derogatory uh, credit reports. I don't know what the individual ones are called on, the, on your credit report, but I guess they're reports. Entries. So, entries, yeah. D- 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 derogatory credit entries on your report. And um, give them a call at 877-733-CREDIT. That's 877-733-CREDIT, cleaningcredit.com. By the way, uh, just to give our listeners an update on uh, what's going on up here in New Hampshire, we just talked about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And the activism up here in New Hampshire is worth mentioning because it's outstanding. The activists here are doing some amazing things. I would love to see people duplicate them in other places, but it's just not possible because you just don't have the numbers in most other places. But we've had some pretty uh, frightening things happening here within the last uh, 24 hours or so. Last night, we didn't, I don't know if we mentioned this on the air, but one of the, I think I mentioned it earlier tonight, but Russell Canning, one of the activists uh, who was an early mover, a very early mover up here to New Hampshire, one of the people that inspired me to move sooner rather than later with his activism, uh, he was known for doing uh, acts of civil disobedience that uh, made for some great video footage that video got put on those videos got put online i saw them and i thought wow there's something happening there in new hampshire i've got to get there sooner rather than later that's what got me excited and said i want to go ahead and move i don't want to wait for twenty thousand people yep. to sign and i'm and so glad i didn't wait thank and- goodness i didn't wait i'm so glad i'm here now um but russell was arrested last night and we haven't figured out who arrested him yeah, it was very strange because he um, he was arrested. They, they they made all the calls to the the, the town police in the town he was arrested in. The they claimed they didn't have him, and uh, like it didn't make any sense. There was no well, nobody really had jurisdiction. Except- well, we ended up finding out that it was a warrant from Cheshire County, which is the, where we do the show from. He was in a different county. You know, we're talking about political jurisdictions here, designations. He was in a different, uh, different plot of land, and uh, so so the Cheshire County couldn't just go there and arrest somebody. They would have had to have a police officer go with them. From which is that. why I think it was uh, the state police that likely made the arrest. And now I believe that to be true because another activist has just been arrested. Within the last hour here and in New that Hampshire, that blows my mind because I can't even imagine. What in the world they're claiming he has done? It's allegedly to get d- the for. word is uh, disorderly conduct, and it's supposedly from back during the the Nashua 420 celebrations from a couple of weeks, a, f- a few weeks yeah, ago. That's very odd to like come weeks later in another county and arrest someone, presumably for something they did a couple of weeks ago that when they were like right there and could have arrested them right then. It's, it sounds like they're, take, they're targeting people. Lauren Canario, another heroic uh, civil disobedience activist, uh, her, her husband was arrested, Jim, and then Lauren is now apparently wanted also. For whatever reason, she found out that she was on a warrant, even though for and I don't reason, know they, what in the world that can be about either. They got him, but they didn't get her. Maybe it's the same thing, disorderly. They love that charge, disorderly conduct, because they it's can just night, hit yeah. anybody with it. 
And it's like you say, Dale, it's very unusual that they would wait several weeks and then arrest somebody for disorderly conduct. And more so unusual that they would send the police, state police around to do it. But nonetheless, that's a, that appears to be what's happening right now. Uh, we have two activists in jail. And as I said, the activists turned out this morning uh, in a fairly decent number. Dale, you were there. What would you say? Eight, ten people came out this morning? Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah and, and that was on less than 12 were, hours notice. I know we had ten people just to breakfast. And, and you, yeah. had, you had to go on and work, get to work. And so it was probably about 11 or 12. Yeah, I mean, and that's on a very, very short window of notice, having yeah. that many people turn out at 8 in the morning on a work day, on a Monday morning, to uh, to come out and back up somebody who was appearing in a courtroom. That's what we can do here. Oh, and there was one really neat part, right? We <laughs> yeah. were in the courtroom, and or at least one neat part. Uh, we were in the courtroom this morning, and of course, there's a lot of waiting around. And at one point, they bring Russell in in handcuffs into the court and uh, one of the other activists says all rise for the for the defendant for the defendant all rise and for so, the defendant and right. everybody rose we in all the stood up. well was it everybody i heard it was yeah, just a couple well, just, people well i heard um, a lot of people rose i didn't like, look not over. just us apparently a lot of people rose apparently if you you know people will just respond Following. to a commanding <laughs> voice <laughs> they're in a for, they're in a foreign uh, place you know and and you know they they have the expectation that they will be asked to rise so they do yeah it was just hilarious so they're bringing in our, our friend in hand Cuffs, all rise for the defendant. We all stand up, and because the numbers were there, because we had enough people to look significant, yeah, uh, that and, other and people, most people are like, stood up. You know, monkey see, monkey do, yeah, and exactly. They did. Which is which is why uh, it's why that it's that's one of the reasons why it's not going to take a whole lot. I don't think to really start turning things around because most people just want to go along with the crowd, right? Uh, the the memes are already out there. The and Liberty it's memes, all, yes, they're they're out there. I mean. I can't even. I don't even want to take credit for it necessarily here. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm sure that's we've contributed to it with our media and things like that coming out of here. But the memes are out there, and I see these sorts of things happening all over because we're, the videos are out there of other states and people in other states doing some of the things that that seem very similar to the things we're doing here. Yes, and and that's why I say the memes are out there and they're spreading, and you can't you can't lock up a particular activist right now and stop it. What's, the ideas are what is, are dangerous to statism, and they're out there. It's too and late. You, and it's like Ernest Hancock says, uh, you can't unlearn the truth. Right. So those ideas are out there. Maybe they're not persuading people right off the bat, but if they keep getting hit with the ideas, eventually they're going to look at them more critically than they've looked at them. Maybe they look at them and they reject them because they've been programmed to believe in the in the government and and that statism is good and that violence is acceptable if people vote for it. You know, all this nonsense. And they they look at the liberty ideas and they say, oh, that's crazy. And then they they reject it. I've dismissed concepts out of hand the first time I've been exposed to them. Them. Yes, and then, but but once you're exposed to the idea, it's in there. The seed is there, and then you you then you, you have, see it again somewhere and, else. In the light of other experiences, they see it somewhere else, or that in the light of other experiences that you you start you have that idea in there now, and you didn't before, and now you experience something and you look at it a different way. Or somebody else you uh, you are maybe a little closer to says something similar to you, and you think to yourself, well, if so and so believes in this, maybe I should give it a, a closer look. Or you start seeing it in different places, which is why it's so important to have things like your website, Dale AnarchyInYourHead dot com, creating uh, liberty oriented cartoons. In many cases, we've got Free Talk Live, our we- our, our radio program. Uh, there are television shows. There are, there's a newspaper. 
newspaper here in town. So we're trying to get the ideas of liberty out there as much as possible. And eventually people are going to just go along with our ideas. They're going to switch gears and we're going to have the, the voluntary society. It's really it's just a matter of time because our ideas are the moral ones. They're the, they're the correct ones. They're the ones, the ideas of liberty are the ones that will make mankind uh, rise above its current state. It'll evolve us to, uh, to, to whatever that next level is. And so it's really, just, in my opinion, just a matter of time, which means that you can, help that, you can help speed that process up by coming here to New Hampshire and getting active sooner rather than later. I don't know about the voluntary society, but I suspect that, uh, that, that you will see a move towards the voluntary society. It's, it's, I don't know. It's Moving always that direction, a, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, nothing is perfect in the physical world, but I do believe that there is um, that, that that we are guided by the perfect, and that that's the idea is that we go in that direction because it is the. It, 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 I do see it almost as a kind of destiny. All right, there's more coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. Whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can, uh, again, bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Kurt is in North Carolina, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kurt. Whoa. (laughs) Hey, you're on. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Hey, Hey, Dale's here, too. What's on your mind tonight, Kurt? (laughs) Yeah, I saw Dale talking to me in the chat room. Uh, I'd like to bring up copyright. By all means. The original justification for copyright was to give incentive to inventors and authors to produce new stuff. Okay, not really inventors, but authors. Copyright is, I think, what applies to books, whereas inventors would be more interested, likely, in patents. Well, yeah. I mean intellectual property in general. Copyright's just easier to attack. There are different types. Oh, certainly. I'd say patents are pretty easy to attack, too, but but go ahead. Patents are worse than copyrights, I think. Really? Yeah, I agree. Patents, and then, then trademark, which seems really difficult to attack. Anyway, you guys work in, an, in a field where copyright is practically irrelevant. Your material is, at the moment, once, you, once you've done it, it's passed, and you're not going to sell it in a week. You're selling it right now. They I don't know that that's true. Like um, I, actually, um, there are many talk show hosts out there that do sell their uh, their their work. Uh, Most of them in, in the form of pod, you know, their podcasts and archives and things like that. Uh, you have to pay for a monthly membership to get them. So, you know, that's not true. Um, also, and they would be upset if you if uh, Premier Radio Networks, uh, who syndicates uh, Rush Limbaugh, or Glenn Beck, they would probably be pretty upset if you started putting out uh, Glenn Beck's pod or Glenn Beck's archives or Rush Limbaugh's archives out there. Yeah, that'd uh, be a big deal. I'd also like to. Point 
point out that even though in the moment um, we you know we have agreements with stations, so a station could decide we, we don't have a lock on our um, you know website. You don't have to put in it or our satellite site or whatever you don't have to put in a code to get our show so a station could choose to air the show cut all the ads out if that's what they wish to do and then thus deprive our uh, advertisers who had paid to be on the air they would deprive us of the revenue um that that we would get from that's being not a copyright station. though that's not a copyright issue that's but just a, an agreement issue that's just uh that's just bad behavior really is all it's not copy well i mean if we own the intellectual property of the show and they choose to air the show without airing the ads then they are violating whatever uh you know sort of agreement that we would have i mean they're they're airing it without a contract. Well, if we were concerned about that, we're not. If we were right, we're not concerned about that. But if we were, we could lock our show up and make it more difficult for them to air. It doesn't change the fact that it's a copyright issue. I don't know if that's really the copyright. But go ahead with your thoughts, sir. My, my thought is that what has happened is copyright's been copyright and patent and all the rest have been extended to such an extent that it's no longer rewarding invention but reproduction. So it's okay. actually retarding invention of new material. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you don't you don't get Brahms doing variations on a theme by Paganini. What you get is George Harrison getting prosecuted for supposedly ripping off my um he's so fine with my sweet lord. Mm-hmm. So would the world have been better off if Harrison had never written my sweet lord because it was too close to he's so fine? Uh, well, who knows. Who cares? Uh, I just well, I mean the issue think... comes up occasionally. Um uh, I'm heavy into the uh, things like Libertarian Enterprise and Free Talk Live and things online where reproduction is exceptionally easy, where the, the, the real benefit is not reproduction but invention. And the glaringly obvious difference between that and the print world or movies where they make hundreds of millions of dollars by selling tickets all over the world for the next 10 years is is it's amazing. Very so good. I'm wondering if you guys have an opinion about that in terms of, let's say, Libertopia breaks out by some miracle and there isn't copyright. Uh, I think it would shift the incentive back in time to the time of invention, that the people who can sing well will make the money instead of the people who make studio albums. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... Just that, I mean, live on reproduction. Yeah, I mean, essentially... It's uh, in the way copyright works now, you really have to have a lot of money to take advantage of it too. I mean, you really have to have lawyers and stuff to really pursue, and it's it, it's sure. it's hardly ever protects the little guy anyway. You know, someone actually coming out with something inventive. It's usually it's I mean, most statism is out protecting the people with big money who have bought right. Big lawyers, with patents big lawyers wrote the, the law, yeah. so it's it's there to protect big lawyers. It's true. I mean, copyright is a lot of money that company that companies pay for re- research and development. Actually, they a lot of it a lot of it goes towards the patenting process yeah. and the lawyers and all of that. And so they'd actually it, it would cost less to uh, to put new products on the market in the absence of the patenting system. I do think it would change the market a lot, and and I think it would be mostly in good ways. I mean, if you look at, I mean, a lot of <laughs> I know I've, people say that oh these you know these three hundred million dollar these blockbuster $300 million Hollywood movies wouldn't be made anymore if they didn't have copyrights exactly. protecting them. And I'm like, is that bad? I mean, I, you know, That's I look at... the biggest argument I hear against it is not having big Hollywood blockbusters. So what? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I'm and sorry. And it's speculative. But... How do you know you wouldn't have uh, big Hollywood blockbusters in the absence of it? Who you would still have big companies that would want to get their their products in a in a movie. Uh, you'd still have people that were coming up with inventive new ways well, to do film. Well, and people like want 3D. to see their movies in theaters and stuff like that. And theaters and and there's ways to do all this. And maybe and, it would drive down the costs. Maybe yeah, they wouldn't have to cost so much. They wouldn't have to cost so much. I think that people want to see movies in theaters. I think there's a lot of things. Where in the past, where someone thought that the world, the sky was falling, you know, it's like radio, you know, I think uh, ra- they thought radio was going to destroy record sales. It didn't happen. They thought TV was going to destroy radio. It didn't happen. I mean, and, and what happened is the markets just adapted because they had to. And, you know, it's a cop out when they just turn to the government and ask and buy some violence. That's that's what happens. Right. No one has to do the violence themselves. They they buy violence from the government. And and if you have enough money, you can do that. You can lobby and get the laws in your favor. And like going after a grandmother who uh, downloaded some songs from MySpace or or Napster or whatever. Well, usually it's it's the grandmother that's being gone after because because their grandchild uh, did the the downloading. But they can't prove that the, the child did it. Um, I think that intellectual property exists in the sense that people want to protect their work and they want to uh, profit from their work and that kind of thing. It exists as much as any other idea exists. Right. And But I don't think that there's any obligation for me to pay to protect your intellectual property. Right. And that's what happens in the fu- in the 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 uh, obstructed funding mechanism that is is the government. It's uh, it, it shouldn't be that way. It's your property. You should pay to protect it. Yeah, I don't pay for the locks on, on your house. Your, encode your stuff. Get agreements from people that you sell stuff to that they're going to, you know... The, you know, only use it in certain ways, and, and it's it's all it's hard, I think, and I think it's easier to go with a with a you know just to change the model of how you do business. I mean, look at something like you know like these on like online ro- role playing games where they're selling a service and they can sell software for it because you have to have a licensed piece of their software to get their service. And who wants to play the game on someone else's crappy little server or something like that? You want to be in, the, you know, you're you're there's right, things the crackers like that where can't they, beat that one. I there's mean, all the, the, kinds of what. Yeah, exactly. The, I mean, if you're, if you're doing of, an online game, then uh, you have to you have to pay to play because they can't crack into their server. And I mean, it'd be very difficult to for instance for the for the hard uh, for the hackers to break in and create an account inside Sony's servers for EverQuest. I mean, that's right. a, it's far more difficult uh, than just cracking well, a I, single copy of a single player game or something like. I, that. I just think the markets I, I have, have to seen, adapt for the. I have seen people put up servers that run like a, a shadow of, I'm not going to say EverQuest specifically, it was a few years ago, mm-hmm. where they would run a, a, a community version of whatever the server was, but it didn't have the millions of people on it. It didn't have yeah. huge amounts and of development to be because they weren't making and any money off it. All kind, and they don't have the support and all kinds of things. And like they wouldn't that. have they, the official. They, they uh, suck. <laughs> yeah, and they wouldn't have the official gameplay right. and, and whatever the, the plot lines are that they're introducing and things like that. So yeah, I think that uh, the marketplace would ad- adapt itself, and I think it's. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the blockbuster uh, would disappear because I mean, if people are looking for Tom Cruise in a movie, then it's going to cost a certain amount. 
to put him in that yeah, movie. I don't think so sure. either. I just think that that's not a good reason to support copyright, even if that is the case. And right. and if, I think that I mean what's happening already is people can it's people are, it's getting easier and easier to get copies of movies and things without buying them. And and look at what's happening now. Look at movies like Avatar, and they're going for the, like the three D IMAX experience and stuff that you can only get in a theater. And they're mm-hmm. going to have to keep pushing. They got to keep making it that experience better and better so that people are willing to go out to be in a theater and watch a movie. I would I will go out and watch a movie in a theater two or three times if I really like the movie. You know, even though I can go online and download it if I really wanted to. It's just not the same experience. Thanks, yeah. Kurt, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Hour number three is on the way. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Hour three coming up. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features like our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you over there. And if you're a lady listener, you're welcome to become involved. Get all the details over at Shrine.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, coming up, Mark, if we get a chance, I want you to tell us about this awful slaughtering of little boys story from the Middle East. Uh, apparently on the part of the uh, the American troops. Well, it may not be American. Uh, no? Western. Western. Remember, there's a lot of different countries over there, and oh, it's, okay. it's, it's difficult to say for certain. Well, either way, we'll continue here. Uh, but take your phone calls as primary element. So we go to Steve in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Steve in Florida. Hello, Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Steve? Well, I know in the past you guys have lifted the curtain a little bit to give the listeners a, l- a little peek inside of what goes on behind the scenes at a, at a radio show. And I, I would like to ask that you do that again tonight. The reason being is that I have sort of fallen into the position of being the host of my own radio show. And I'm not going to say that I'm scared or anything, but I 
I'm starting from absolute scratch, and if you can offer any advice, that'd be great. Well, let's and, start start and get a little more detail. How did you just fall into this? When, what happened? I was calling around uh, looking for uh, places to advertise my show. I was looking for maybe a 30 or se- second or 60 second wait, spot. Wait, 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 wait. wait, show wait. Or, uh, oh, your business. Your right, business. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up. I said that wrong, didn't I? Uh, I'm, I was looking for places to advertise my business. Got it. So I called up about three or four radio stations. I'm starting to take notes. You know, this for a 30-second spot, it costs this much. For a 60-second spot, it costs that much. Mm-hmm. I get a hold of this lady, and she says, well, how about this? How about if for the price of a 60-second spot, I give you a 53-minute radio show, and you can have 53 minutes worth of ads or 53 minutes worth of no ads, or you can do anything you want as long as it's legal? Well, I was a bit skeptical, so I went down and met with her, and it's a good time slot at on right after Alex Jones, and uh, it's uh, you know I just couldn't refuse. It was a good deal, so I took it. So, so wait, uh, does she have any kind of numbers, Arbitron ratings, that kind of thing for a station? Man, I don't know anything about that stuff. Okay, probably not. <laughs> Mark, if they're going to sell somebody an hour in the middle of the day, but when, when are we talking about here? Is it the weekday or a weekend? It's or? Week, weekday. It's Thursday at one o'clock. Thursday at one o'clock in the afternoon. She's how much? It's, it's, yeah, how much are you going to pay for it? It's a hundred and fifty dollars. For one hour? For an hour, and what market? Mar- what do you mean market? What's, what's the Where? city? Where are you? Where does it well, cover? Where? Okay, sure. Uh, it's it's in Clearwater, Florida, It's and the station, from what I hear, has W-T-A-N. about 20 miles. Yes, it is. W-T-A-N. <laughs> I don't know if I can mention it. I don't know if I can mention it, because they're competition or something like that with one of your other stations. No, no, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Okay. So, Mark, what do you think about that? Yeah, go ahead. I am. Uh, I am that not just Tampa, right? I mean, WTA. I not, yeah, I'm not shocked by the uh, the price. I'm not like, holy crap, you're getting ripped off. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't feel that way with 150. dollars I, uh, I mean, one could do worse. I don't know. I think I think the most important thing with this is consistency. With any radio show, is consistency, Ian. We got syndicated in uh, 2004. Yes. Uh, we were on a whopping three stations, mm-hmm. and then one of them uh, went belly up uh, in the yep. first two weeks. And then that put us on uh, two stations, one of which was in uh, the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and the other one was at six watts outside of uh, Kansas City. And we basically, so we were basically an internet show, uh, more Pretty or less, much. for what, the first year? Yeah, it took a while to get that first affiliate on board. Wow. Yeah, so I, you, I mean, you've got to be prepared that this, uh, you know, is going to be. But he's not trying to 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 grow a syndicated radio. He's trying show to get. Uh, it's the same You're thing. You're going to be talking though. about Remember boating. How many right? callers did are, we have, dude? Aren't you going to be talking about about your business of uh, boat repair? Well, it's going to be basically just. Anyway, I actually stole your name in a way. It's called Boat Talk Live. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, right on. And, uh, yeah, so and, so the uh, the purpose, Mark, he's doing a different thing. I mean, he's but the he's purpose is to locally. get people to come, and you can't do ad- this is advertising essentially, um, and uh-huh. you can't do advertising and expect it to work in the first month, especially in a case like this where you're taking a small station. Uh, I mean, all the best to TAN, but they're you know they're 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 a fringe station. Um, yeah, you know, just, by fringe, they're not they're not a big station. So not what you're whole, saying is whole, you, whole bunches of people. Listen. What you're saying is, Mark, don't just do a week and then drop off. You're yeah. saying keep at it. You so you've got to do this. You got to be prepared to do this for a year, Steve. Right. So yeah, you got to budget sure. that that kind of money. I mean, 150 bucks a week for a year starts to add up, I suppose. But then again, what were they sure. charging you for the uh, the ads? I mean, when you were calling around, what sort of numbers were you getting? I mean, when she said it was the cost of a 60 second spot, was she uh, bluffing a little bit, or was no, though, was that's that accurate, accurate. Yeah. for Tampa? Uh, she it, it was. If I recall, I mean, I don't have my notes on me right now, but yeah, it was in the 100 to 200 dollar price range. 
I uh, or, uh, if you're gonna spend money on radio, that seems like a. Does it come with a promotional package? I mean, when yes. So yes, she'll does, run yes. promos for your show during the the week on the station. That's right. That's correct. That's and important fact, too. Even better, she's gonna run a promo for it during the fishing show, which occurs on Saturday. Oh wow! Okay. So, right. So so considering that I'm in the business of boats, and this is clear water. Yeah. I mean, even though it's a, maybe a twenty mile range or whatever, I don't know what the range is. But Steve, and this applies to everybody, yeah. you can go to radio-locator.com, type in the ah. call letters, and you can get a coverage map that's fairly accurate. Uh, awesome. the, when you look at the coverage map, the red zone is the best signal, the purple zone is, eh, then the blue zone is just, you know, it's a joke. Yeah, uh, I've, also I've got a, a friend that I'm, I'm just going to use the word genius, uh, that uh, does uh, promos and that kind of thing. He does some some work for Free Talk Live, and uh, I, I happen to know your email address. I'll email uh, information for, uh, you know, some incredibly cheap price. He will do a promo for you that will make you sound like the big guys. All right, so now that we've talked oh, really? about the business side of it, you're... Uh, your other issue is actually doing the show, right? Uh, yeah, indeed. In fact, I have been on the radio before, but I was on the radio as a guest uh, talking about our version of politics, you know, our being mm-hmm. uh, me and you guys. Uh, and I, I, was, I remember just being terrified, but I wasn't terrified because I was talking in front of people. I was terrified because I knew that we would be fielding calls. Here's, here's what you want to do. Number one, uh, you can't count on anybody to call in. Uh, nobody's right, necessarily going to even know you're there, and so that's something you can't count on. You're going to have something that people that go on AM, uh, you know, single AM stations, they imagine the whole world's going to call in and ask them questions yeah. about their boat, and it's just not right. going to happen. Right. So you yeah. you might as well presume you're going to be going it alone, unless you bring somebody else in to talk with you. That might make things easier the first time out. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a banter type situation, like you guys. That, you know, that's how, that, for me. Forth. I like it because I don't like listening to myself. I do the show I want to listen to, and I just don't like listening to a monologue show if I can avoid it. Yes. Uh, but uh, and also from a from a perspective of how you want to approach this, so you approach it as though you know you're not going to get any phone calls. So come in with things to talk about. Make sure you're prepared with uh, you know show prep that are boat right. boating related things. Maybe come up with some ideas of some regular features you want to have because you've got this theme kind of show. You may want to have all right now. It's time for you know get the crustaceans off the boat or yeah, I don't know what boating <laughs> things. Ha- I don't know what has to, you know, I don't, I don't no, know what topics awesome, you cover dude. on boats, but. Uh, you're but, awesome, dude, because you're so ignorant of boats. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I, I didn't mean crustaceans. Barnacles. That's what you get. Bar- yeah, are, they right, right. are they crustaceans? Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. So, uh, but uh, aside from that, the other thing I'd recommend is practicing in advance. Start yeah. your show as a podcast, and this applies to everybody. I mean, we're talking, these are general rules. Uh, start your show as a podcast now. And then that way, when you're that way, when you're ready to go and go on the air at the radio station, as you say, you've been on the radio before. That's good. It gives you that kind of uh, I'm used to talking in a microphone, at least to some extent. Feeling uh, it'll right. also give you the opportunity to to practice not having any phone calls. Bring your uh, your your buddy in and you know go uh, back and forth for an hour and and try your yeah. topics out and and see how it goes. You don't have to publish the first one that you do, but uh, start putting them out there. That way, you can put your website up. You can already have. Some some audio files on the site, and then when you go live on the radio, if that's something you decide to do, you're good to go. And, and if you don't, about, all right. Speaking of barnacles, make sure you talk about keel hauling. That sounds cool. dirty. Thanks <laughs> yes. for the call tonight, Steve. Good luck all out right. there. Let's Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. I wonder if it would have been one hundred fifty bucks, Mark, five years ago. 
I, I think radio prices are probably uh, pretty little cheaper than what they were. I think they're a little cheaper because stations are kind of desperate for, uh, for cash these days. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are for free, so enjoy those, including our news updates. Great way to be kept in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for our emailed updates or Twitter or our Facebook fan page. All of the above, whatever you want to do, it's all free at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Today, Jack was uh, carrying around one of his favorite books. It's An Island Called Liberty, and he brought it to me and said, read this, because he (laughs) loves this book. It's it's An Island Called Liberty, and it is a a picture book for children, and it's – you know, it's great. It's kind of like uh, Anne Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's a simple story. It's graceful rhymes, beautiful illustrations will make it one of any child's favorites. I, I think it's probably, you know, two to six or seven is probably the age range. You can go down to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples there, order it today, get a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty, freemarketunderdog.com. Uh, some people have been ordering the several books and uh, giving them out to, uh, as, as gifts to uh, friends, kids, and that kind of thing. This is a great idea. Yeah, it really is a great idea because when you give a gift to a friend, you're never sure if they're going to read it or not. But kids read kids' books, and it's a, it's a great way to get the ideas of liberty into their minds. I mean, you and they like to read them over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again, Jack. <laughs> Jack. That's exactly how Jack likes his books, and he likes uh, An Island Called Liberty, too. It's Great. freemarketunderdog.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls at 800-259-9231 to Osborne, listening in Ohio, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, dude? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, uh, Mark was goading me into calling you to tell you about uh, tea party I was at yesterday. Oh, good, because actually that was in my show prep for tonight. I was going to read some of the stuff from your Facebook profile uh, that you posted about your experience at the tea party, but even better that you called in about it, so do tell. Yeah, it took me a while to get calmed down a little bit. I don't want to be using any naughty words or anything on your show. So I presume, Osborne, this is one that you did not organize because you, in the past, and your wife had put a tea party together, and then you were in much more control over the content. This was not yours. Oh yeah, I gave up on that stuff. That was gotcha. yeah, it did not turn out well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I you know I, I expected what I what I saw, but uh, a friend of mine was speaking, so I went down to hang out with him, and uh, it, it was it was actually worse than I thought it would be. Actually, whoa. Uh, so start. So I was there like three hours early because uh, you know just hanging out with the people upstairs and. And so forth, and they they had this. It, it was it, oh, man. So back up a sec. Calm down. They, had, Calm down. they held the, they held this thing at an uh, at an arena, right? Like a, like a basketball stadium. So how many people were there? 
Uh, it ended up being about 10,000 people. 10,000 angry white Republicans. That's right. So they, they had this, you know, jumbotron in the middle of the uh, of the of the uh, arena, and they were flashing these you know, random pictures up there beforehand. And uh, there, there are pictures of Ron Paul that didn't really get a reaction, and there are uh, other pictures. But every time a picture of George Bush came on, everybody stood up and clapped. Oh God! Oh my God! Yeah, so <laughs> this was one of those kind of tea parties. There are certainly are tea parties where everybody's, you know, very concerned about fiscal uh, responsibility of the government and all that no, kind of thing. No, they're not. They're only concerned about it because it's Barack Obama, Mark. I don't think that's true. I think there are some, there are different yeah, tea parties. I, you, you can't dismiss there them There's a mix of people. I, I, think, I think there's a mix of people, and I think they tend to be dominated by the sort of political class that's there to, you, you, that's there to promote their team against the other team and i think that i think that's what you generally see is is you know they might have been inspired by a liberty mindset and it just gets usurped very quickly by the the, sheer numbers of political teamsters maybe there are some of those parties i mean we did have taron lupo call in i think the other night to talk about how in savannah there's a competing tea party so there's one of them that is much more liberty oriented and the other which is more like what jason's talking about here but the impression that i get from hearing about these things and i've got another uh, story from a, a different website that talks about another tea party uh, it, it does sound like what you're talking about, but go ahead d- describe more, Osborne. Okay, uh, the, the one, one thing I noticed with it. So I'm sitting in this, um, you know, like when you go to go to a stadium, there's like these glass uh, rooms up at the top of the stadium. Yeah, like the penthouses or whatever. Up. Yeah, so so I'm up in one of these, so I can see the entire crowd, all ten thousand people, all at once. And I'm looking, and, and there was someone standing next to me, and I, I made a little bet with him that um, I couldn't find more black people in the crowd than I have fingers on my hands. 10,000 people. Yes, 10,000 people. And we spent a good five minutes searching the crowd and counting uh, the black people, and uh, we found two. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so, I mean, don't, don't you think that you're, you're the people putting this thing on? Don't you think you have a problem with getting your message out? When out of 10,000 people, all you get are two people of a darker skin tone? I, yeah, yeah, I, I, see, I see a problem. Well, I mean, to, to, to be fair, though, I mean, at the, uh, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, I think we had three black people amongst a few hundred. Uh, so I suppose well, our ratio a few was hundred, been, not 10,000. Yeah, this, this, was, this was in the hood in Cincinnati. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a little different than being up in the you know, great white north. Well, and true. Cincinnati you know, again, is a very black city. And again, you're talking a few hundred at Liberty Forum versus ten thousand. Right. Right. More to share. So, uh, so there was a, yeah. a reporter there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so there, there were a bunch of speakers there, and uh, there, there, were, there was out of all the speakers, there was basically one, one good one. Uh, actually, you'll you'll hear him on the Edgington Post in the next couple of weeks. Uh, his name is Jason Rink. Yeah. Uh, Jason check him Rink? Out. He, it's he, not the, the, the not, same Jason not Rink. Not the Jason Rink, yeah. <laughs> okay, we used to have a co-host on the show named Jason Rink. Really? Right, not that, not that guy. But he, he was really good. I would encourage anyone to check him out because he's, he's spot on. He uh, writes on Lou Rockwell a lot. And uh, I think he was the co-author of the Ron Paul biography okay, cool. as well. He was good. But uh, so uh, a couple of quotes uh, from some of the people I listened to. There was this uh, woman up there by the name of Sonia Schmidt who uh, spent her talk um, saying that our problem is that we need to make our children go to school every day and respect their teachers and recite the Pledge of Allegiance every day. 
Oh, wow. That'll fix America. Yeah, that, that, and that has yep. what to do with fiscal responsibility and, and uh, you know, fiscal conservatism, which uh, the Tea Party's about, you know, lower taxes? Yeah, these people, a lot of these people use this as an opportunity to get up and beat their um, their particular drum, and their head drum has nothing to do with liberty. Everything, everything, that entire quote was purely tyrannical, teaching people obedience. That's not about yeah. liberty. It's just evidence it, that the it, Tea Parties that, aren't it, about liberty. It's the precise opposite of yeah. the problem. Exactly. Right? <laughs> the problem is that kids are in school pledging allegiance and respecting teachers. Yeah. yeah. Like If they weren't doing that, we wouldn't have the state anymore. It's well, they can't think training. in those terms. I mean, they don't think; in, they're not thinking in those terms. They're just they're, again, they're just thinking their team versus more, the other team. More quotes. What do you got? More quotes. Oh, okay. So, uh, and this was the worst. This, this is what killed me. So, this Joe the plumber guy gets up there. I'm sure everyone's heard of, heard of him, right? He, he made yeah. some news during the presidential campaign. Yeah, yeah. He made a figurehead out of him because uh, he said some stuff to Barack Obama or something. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets up there. He, he uh, you know, a good-looking guy, and he was, you know, making some sense for a little bit, and then he starts uh, going on a rant about his opinions. And his opinions included uh, that he doesn't believe in abortion, he doesn't support homosexuals, and then he said... Oh, boy. We'll get, um, whoa, okay, can, we, can we get to this here? Joe the Plumber's rant in a minute. We'll get to, can you, you can hang on, uh, Osborne? I'm sure I can. More moments. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And we invite you to our website, freetalklive.com, giving you the features for free, including different ways to listen in. We've got our broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, a webcam, and listen lines that will allow you to listen in uh, via any phone that can dial long distance. So go and get all the details. Get listen, uh, Get listening. At listen.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. Listen.freetalklive.com. Now, the 12-year process of government education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child. When we enter school, many of our best personal attributes are already in place. We're curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives. But over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of too many people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, yeah, and it's also funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. We go back to Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. He's with us uh, from Ohio, gone to the uh, Cincinnati Tea Party, and discovered that it wasn't at all, or at least mostly, it was not liberty-oriented. The crowd was not liberty-oriented. The speakers were not liberty-oriented. And you weren't surprised, Jason. You, uh, you, you ended up, you were telling us just most recently about this Joe the Plumber character, who I guess has some level of national name recognition at this point. Uh, they had him speaking there, and you said he started out okay, but then veered off into the land of uh, total uh, sick, controlling statism. What else did you hear from him? 
Yeah, before I do that, I should add that uh, they have a brand new website over at School Sucks Podcast. If, oh, great. Uh, you want to check it out. They have a web forum and all kinds of stuff, so you can chat with other people about how much school sucks. Awesome. So anyway, this Joe the Plumber guy uh, was ranting about uh, homosexuals and uh, uh, abortion, and then he said, uh, this is an exact quote, illegal immigration, put up a fence and start shooting them. Oh, gosh, that's wow. sick. And the entire building stood up and erupted in applause. No, it's, oh, it's just horrible. shooting people through a fence. It's horrible. That's, right. that's great. Just, just mass slaughter of brown well, people. Well, they're, they're not people. They're, they're brown. Illegals. They're brown they're and they're illegal. Oh, that's right. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. It's just that they're illegal. Just don't like that they, uh, they haven't followed the law. Sick. That's, yeah, I mean, I uh, calling a person illegal. Like the person is illegal, and that that's such a bad thing that justifies shooting them. It's a nation of laws, it's, Dale. It is the opposite of liberty. Anyone who could, could like be using the word liberty in that context, just that's such a perversion. Yeah, the idea that uh, that in somehow you could ha- possibly have a free country when you have to ask government bureaucrats for permission in order to set foot in the politically designated landmass yeah. to uh, to make a living is absolutely ludicrous. Not only ask permission, but also pay thousands of dollars, jump through hoops. Uh, as though that's somehow good and in any way liberty-oriented, but to take it to the next level and to say that uh, they, they, <laughs> they should be exterminated uh, is really scary. Thanks for sharing that, Osborne. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, the, the other thing that was crazy was the amount of security at this place. Uh, there, there were at least 40 cops, and I, I'm, if I had to guess, I would say it was more like 60 uh, patrolling this entire place. Every single door, there was a group of cops. Every interior door, there was at least one cop. And they were searching everybody. And uh, beforehand, everybody who brought like a box of books to sell or anything, they brought in uh, sniffing dogs to go through everybody's stuff. Wow. That's paranoid. Uh, yes. So uh, at this, at this uh, you know, tea well, party... Uh, I was more in a police state than I think I've ever been in my life. There's supposed to be a counter Tea Party organization going along, uh, coming along from the, the Democrats or whatever. So I imagine the, are they the, talking about bombing the place though? No, they're not talking about bombing the place. They're talking about uh, saying silly things on film or something. Right. I guess I don't know. Using dogs to sniff around says to me you're looking for bombs. There, there were some counter protesters outside, and I, I found them to be the most uh, freedom oriented people of anyone on the premises. Hmm. There are uh, folks uh, protesting the drug war, um, you know, corporate bailouts, um, you know, things that you would generally consider to be, you know, lefty uh, type issues. Glad you called to share that tonight, uh, Osborne. Anything else on your mind? No, that'll do it, guys. Thanks, man. Keep up the great work, and I appreciate hearing from you. I'm increasingly having difficulty with the idea of of trying to recruit liberty people from the from the conserv from the people who call themselves conservative. And whenever I hear that word, I just I, I cringe. At I the feel the same that, way. And, and and having come from there, right? I mean, it's yeah, I did actually myself. And I mean, that's why I should think of I should think of that as totally a place to get liberty lovers from. But but it's it's you know I think the whole time I was there, I I always thought of myself as a libertarian, and I always thought, well, I'm just being practical. This is what I have to. This is you know, this is the way we have to do it. They just don't appear to have compassion for anybody besides uh, people that happen to have the same economic circumstances or skin tone as them, or or political beliefs as them. They just don't seem to be compassionate 
uh, people, and I, I know I'm speaking very generally here. I'm talking about the you know, the Joe the Plumber types here. Yeah, this is just uh, it's just kind of what you get from um, from the groups, and I understand. I th- all of us sitting here in this room called ourselves Republicans and conservatives at one point in our lives. Is that correct, gentlemen? It's true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we are not out bashing conservatives because they're conservative because we're a bunch of uh, lefties or something like that. The fact is. They're just a nasty group of people. I'm sorry. You know, if, well, if, if the, the way that you think that you're going to solve the economic crisis in America is by shutting down every social welfare program, but if funding the military to go blow up people around the country, you're not conservative. You're a killmonger. Even if you will take the step of saying that, well, we should bring the military home. Apparently, some of them are starting to say that in some areas. It's a, it, and and it's, I think it's a step in the right direction. It's still, you're still a serious. Uh, a, 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 Sicko, if you're talking about bringing the military home so you can put them on the border to start shooting at Mexicans. Well, that's illegal. That's posse comitatus. They're not allowed to oh, do that. Sh- illegal schmeagol. They'll do whatever they want. <laughs> well, and indeed they will, but I mean, it's. <laughs> it won't be illegal when they well, do it, Mark. I think that. I, and I think the difference is sometimes the, the you know, conservatives are maybe intellectually, they, understand, they seem to understand economics without but but failing to understand the sort of crucial factor of the violence inherent in it and and statism how it corrupts it uh but liberals it seems to me are their hearts are there their hearts are in the mindset of liberty and they just don't get certain the 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 thing that's keeping them from loving liberty properly is that they don't get where where they don't. They don't see the gun in the room. Their means for what are doing. right. They don't want to. They don't want to see the gun in the room. Many of them. Uh, they want, but they. Their motivation is many cases, and I'm speaking generally here, uh, to help other people. You know, they want to help the poor. They want to help the needy. They want to help the sick. They want, and that, and, and I think there's something to that. I think there's there's that's there's there's compassion as a basis. It's just that they lose the compassion when they accept the government as their tool to uh, to help people. When they accept force as the means of allegedly helping people and of course we can show that the government actually hurts in many cases the people it intends to help and that's why i agree with you dale that i feel like it's it would be easier to bring a liberal on board with the ideas of liberty and that's having come from the conservative you know so-called <laughs> conservative perspective i just i it's just lately it's just this it's just mind-blowing it, it is frustrating. how overtly tyrannical people who call themselves conservatives have seem to be well i think i what i find most frustrating is um you know like when whenever you have overcome something and um in your life and then you see somebody who's who's mired in it it seems like such an easy solution for you because you figured out how to do it so you're frustrated with that person who represents you in the past and how you struggled in that and and you know that's what i'm that's what i experience Mm. So, here's a little bit more for you from DarianWarden.com. Today, I observed a Tea Party rally for about 40 minutes in Hackensack, New Jersey. The rally was very much about getting conservatives elected. Speakers emphasized this, and signs had this electoral bent to them. Liberals, progressives, and Marxists were clearly the enemy. The founders were idolized. Signs I observed were mostly about taxes, socialism, and government spending. Of course, now socialism is a problem, but when it was socialism under George Bush, it was all A-OK by these folks. Right, they're military socialists. Yeah. More observations here in a moment uh, from this gentleman's visit. 40 minutes he spent at a tea party. We'll talk about what his experiences were. I think they're going to mirror Osborne's to some extent. Uh, 800-259-9231. You're welcome to share yours as well if you would like can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Enough time for your calls in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Coming up. Do you need- 
a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI. Toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You want to help support the show? Become an amplifier. It's just three bucks a month. Now, we give you the features on the site. You get the webcam, the, the listen lines, you get all that stuff. You get the, everything there for free. But if you want to help us get on more radio stations, and I don't think 100 is an, an unreasonable goal for this year. Yeah, I think it's going to, it looks like it could happen. It's, I never would have thought we'd have been at 70 this quickly necessarily a year ago, but we're already at 72 stations at this point. And we're only a third of the way through the year. So you can help us get to that 100 point. If you become a Free Talk Live amplifier, go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's a way that we can help uh, you know, reach out to new stations and market the program and, and uh, get into more markets and uh, expose new people to the ideas of freedom because they sure as hell aren't getting them at the tea parties. Uh, so go to uh, amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Any major credit card, PayPal, some alternative options. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, if you believe the media, then these tea parties are anti-government. But if you've actually been to a tea party and listened to what's been going on and observed what was going on from a true liberty-oriented perspective, because I'm not anti-government, I'm pro-liberty. But if you, uh, if you observe from that perspective, as Jason Osborne was telling us about, and as Damian Warden doc, or DarianWarden.com is explaining, you will find scant traces of a liberty-oriented message from the speakers and the crowd. In many cases, virtually non-existent. And that's what Darian is talking about here. He spent 40 minutes at a tea party in Hackensack this week talking about how it's mostly a campaign for conservatives. It's mostly a campaign pitch. Uh, and that's what we've been saying here on this program is that it seems like that's what the focus of these things has been. It's like, I don't know what most- socialism now, elect Republicans to save America. I think I think what I get is that, you know, it's. I think what's bothering me about conservatives is that they are constantly trying to claim to be or to latch on to a, a liberty thing, a yes. theme or a liberty message. Uh, if they see something take off, you know, Ron Paul stuff or now the Tea Party things, which I think started off probably a lot more truly liberty oriented. Yes. It seems like the conservatives latch on to it and they attach, attach all this crap to it. That is that has nothing to do with liberty. And they don't message. like Ron Paul. They don't like him. Right. Well, I was listening to uh, the Fox uh, Fox uh, Radio, and they had this John uh, Gibson or something like that was was talking. And I mean, you know, he's he's uh, pretty much a, just another know, tool, an also ran um, kind of a talk another show. Host, and he's like, oh, Ron Paul, you people are nuts. They're bigots, and and, and, uh, and oh, the Ron Paul people are bigots. Well, there there was the one situation where Ron Paul has a magazine, and some guy wrote in the magazine, you know, some 
pretty bigoted statements, but I mean, you know, I, the guy was the guy's a rep, how, um, a We're representative years ago too. Yeah, this was more than a decade and a half ago. The guy was a uh, in the House of Representatives. He yep. wasn't running this magazine. It's not like he's the editor. No. He's sitting down and reading all this stuff. Somebody, you know, somebody wrote in it, and the editor let it pass or whatever. So here's a little bit more from DarianWarden.com and his observation saying that uh, that he saw signs about taxes, so-called socialism and government spending, mostly related to social programs. I saw one no more bailout sign. A number of signs referenced 2010 elections and we the people taking control of the government. I saw U.S. flags, Gadsden flags and one three percenter flag. I don't even know what that is. The only references to war and the military that I noticed were people wearing military veteran shirts and hats. Campaign for Liberty folks had a table in literature, some of which I saw being distributed by a woman carrying a sign about how much money illegal immigrants cost New Jersey taxpayers. Instead of highlighting the costs of war and other security state programs, a non-interventionist foreign policy was mentioned in one flyer, but no details were there. They had literature that was generally constitution-oriented anti-federal reserve in one flyer advocating Ron Paul's bill to overturn Roe v. Wade. Campaign for Liberty, at least in this chapter, is apparently looking for a niche as a conservative, not a libertarian organization, which is not surprising because that's what Ron Paul's position was all along. The event was not completely anti-immigrant. At least one of the speakers was a Russian immigrant with a noticeable accent. She gave a rosy picture of 1917 Russia. There was an expanding middle class before the communists took over. A number of people were wearing National Rifle Association attire. An overall Christian affiliation was presented. The opening speaker proudly declared he was a creationist, and there were a number of handouts with a religious right perspective. The crowd was not exclusively white, but was noticeably whiter than the general populace I observed in the streets surrounding the rally. I would guess that the average age would be solidly middle age. A 16-year-old conservative speaker proudly stated that he refused to watch An Inconvenient Truth when his public school class showed it. He then proceeded to comment on the film that he'd refused to watch before blasting liberals for not listening to anything that counters their views. <laughs> Unless I heard wrong, he said, God bless Governor Christie, which resulted in a lot of applause. So there's a little bit more about another uh, another one of these events for you. Let's go to your phone calls. Jericho's listening in Mount Jackson. Uh, Jericho, you're on Free Talk Live, listening to WSVG. Hey, how's it going? hey Jericho, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, uh, well, uh, it's probably been a couple hours now. When you guys first came on, I heard you discussing the the tea parties, and uh, one of you one of you two, I'm not sure which one it was, basically said that it's because of Obama that these people are mad. Um, the I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the tone I got from that is basically because he's black. Is that no, is that no, 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 okay. No, there's uh, because he's a Democrat. The, the Democrat in power. When George Bush was doing all kinds of socialist stuff, they weren't angry about it. But now that a Democrat's doing it, they're angry about it. Well, I, I'll speak for myself here. I, I'm a lifelong Republican until about 2006. That's that's about and, right and, for me. I think I was a couple of years ahead of you. But go ahead. Uh, and to be totally honest with you, uh. Bush lost me about part way into his second term. I voted for him both times, and I mean I can't say I'm ashamed, you know what I'm saying, but I, I do regret it. Uh, I guess my vote, I mean, better Bush than Gore, if you ask me. Right, or, that, or and that's Kerry really the, that. that's what it boils down to is you're really choosing uh, the you know the difference between two crap sandwiches. Lesser two evils. Yeah, lesser two evils. I mean, I'm just really, I mean, I'm I'm 38 years old. You know, to give you an idea of when I grew up. Uh, when I was a young teenager going into, you know, middle teens, everything else, I wanted to join the military. At that time, it was the Cold War, communism. And, I mean, gung-ho, everything else like a young man is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My dream was to go fight communism. 
<laughs> you know, and uh, I guess in some ways, fortunately, you know, the Cold War was over before I actually got a chance to join, so I wasn't a part of that. You know, I was in the military. But when you see now socialism, and I don't care who says what, what not just Obama, but, you know, basically the government in general is switching to socialism and Marxism and everything else. Yep, and my, my natural instinct way. is to fight that. It, it, that's that's just natural instinct, and you know, you guys weren't pointing that towards you know, the Obama statement because he was black. That's great, so I'm not mad at you for that. But you hear so much of people saying that we have a problem with Obama because he's black, and it just rubs me so wrong. No, I don't it's, hear that. Uh, you're hearing that within oh, I your hear circles? That. I hear that a lot. You, you don't listen to Democrat talk radio. And yeah, that's, that's the they, liberal claim. The, right, the liberals oh, no, will was... not address the issues that the Tea Party was sort of originally founded on. They, mm. won't say, they won't talk about fiscal conservatism. They'll paint them as dangerous people like uh, the, the, mm. the, the, the guy who flew the plane into the... politics, though. Yeah, exactly. But they'll, really... they'll, they'll paint them as dangerous and bigoted. And those are the things that they harp on over and over again. So it and, gives them an excuse to avoid the conversation. Right. It's once again politics right. where look at the squeaking monkey over here and, and avoid the, the main issue. And th- the Republicans do the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll, they'll talk about uh, you know government spending being too high, but we've got to increase the spending in the military. You know, like this, it's these, these dichotomous views that don't make any sense. Or they attack right. – the, you know, they, they, they do uh, personal attacks instead of addressing the content of the message of someone's right. message. Yep. You know? Well, That's I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan, I guess you could say, of Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Ooh, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, some of these guys, I agree with a lot of what they say until they get to a certain point where they totally lose me. And that's when every single one of them go against, and I hate to say it, one of my heroes is Ronald Reagan, okay? And even even Ronald Reagan said, we do not need a third party. And I could not disagree more. Right now, personally, I think, you look at the, you look at the words of our founding fathers, a one- or two-party system is dangerous. What that's part about coming, Ronald that's, Reagan that's do you? Coming. By the way, I, what, what part about Ronald Reagan do you like so much? Because I mean, he said a lot of nice things. He's got that's, some great that's quotes. It, his rhetoric, you know? uh, but as far as his actual well, yeah. uh, presidentialness, yeah. he in, in in my view, he 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 was the 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 actual force that stopped the, the Cold War. Personally, that's what I believe. He, he was. You, you don't think it was the, the failure wall. of communism that uh, that stopped the Cold War? Uh, it would degree. I mean, communism is a failure. So yeah, I mean, I mean you're right. I mean, that- the idea, the idea seems a little silly that uh, that one man, the president of the United States, could somehow yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, end no, communism. No man has that much power, and you are right. But right. I mean, it's, it's I, the I economic believe, system of communism. They, and they'll say they'll even. I've heard, I've heard conservatives defend that he spent outspent the communists, and the, that's how he defeated them. The, the economic system of the communism of the communists rather defeated itself, as it is essentially will inevitably do any time. It has tried, and Ronald Reagan, right. by the way, increased dramatically the size of more the than sixty percent. More than I think it was like sixty nine percent or something like that over the eight years. All that in he military was, spending he was on board, so mostly. he could have used that veto pen, but he didn't really do that. Thanks for the call tonight. Yeah. Appreciate hearing from you. And we're out of time. It's been Ian here with that you. it and Dale and Mark. That's it. We're back though for tomorrow night's show, the Live Saturday edition. Be sure you join us then and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention. All active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. 
This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.